Hi, I'm Dr. Ray Calabrese. Welcome to my podcast, Journey from Grief to Healing. Grief is difficult, I know. I lost my best friend and wife after a long marriage. In this series of podcasts, I am sharing my book, Grieving, Walking Through the Darkness with you. You'll discover that what you are experiencing, physically and emotionally, is normal. Healing is possible, and it is tied to the painful but powerful life lessons we learn. Remember, love always wins, and life will get better. Episode 14. The days quickly pass between our meetings. I filled my days with exercise, church, learning to budget, and the painful process of removing Babe's name from our banking and investment accounts. Boredom was not an issue. I needed more hours in the day. For the most part, I slept well. Other widowed people told me of their experience with nightmares and panic attacks. Neither one bothered me. I felt healthy. I made a concerted effort to introduce myself to new faces at the Y and at church. I began to build a circle of friends. Slowly, it began to expand. I saw all these small things as big steps. I arrived at the coffee shop before M. I sat down at an inside table in the corner. I wasn't sure if I'd experienced a meltdown, and it was best experienced only with M. I let go of the temptation to take my laptop and work. Instead, I pulled out my iPhone and stared at the screen like a teenager. I'm lost. I don't know how to find my way out of my maze. M texted me. She told me she was on her way. She wanted a large black coffee with no room for cream. I got in line and a babe memory came rushing back. We'd go to Starbucks every Saturday and Sunday morning. Babe would get our table. I stood in line and ordered our coffees. She'd have a grande dock roast. She reminded me, make sure it's fresh. The barista's voice shook the memory loose. He asked what I wanted. I ordered two venti dock roast coffees with no room. Em's coffee sat on the table in front of her seat when she arrived. I stood, we hugged. She did a ray check. She peered into my eyes and studied my face. I had no idea what she was looking for. I didn't ask. When she was satisfied, she motioned me to take my seat. We sat and talked small talk. Em asked about the girls. I told her Dolly and Angie called me every day. The girls and I remained close even though distance separated us. M had a way of dropping small talk without a warning and slamming a fastball past me for a called third strike. What do you feel? M asked. What do you mean, what do I feel? I feel like M cut me off. I didn't say, how do you feel? I said, what do you feel? There's a big difference between the two, Ray. Her words were precise. She wouldn't let me escape the trap, she said. I tried to think of the words to express what I felt. I found it difficult to pick a word and say with certitude, this is what I feel. I stared at him. No single word describes what I feel. You can see how I feel if you watch the tears roll down my cheeks, catch me glazing over and staring out the window. It's all there. It's unspoken. I said, it's hard work, Ray. Don't give up. Work at it. Find one word to describe what you feel. I sipped my coffee, hoping for inspiration. Nothing happened. I looked out the window. Nothing happened. I looked at M. She looked back at me and smiled. Then an answer suddenly appeared, more like a flash of lightning than the slow turning of the tide. I turned to M and said, I have it. I feel empty. 
Empty is the one word that captures what I feel more than any other word. I feel an emptiness that pervades my entire being and resist any attempt to fill it. Good, good. Keep describing your emptiness, said M. When Babe died, a tornado struck me and sucked out my life and energy with such force, I'll never be the same. It ripped my guts open and spilled them on the floor alongside my shattered heart. It was as if a surgeon decided to operate on me and not used an anesthetic. I'm helpless to stop the pain. I am helpless to stop the flood of memories feeding the pain. I am helpless to stop the music or emotional triggers releasing my emotions, starting the flood of my tears. My pain is gluttonous and it feeds itself on my suffering. My sense of emptiness is a chasm. It is wider than the Grand Canyon's North Rim's distance to its south rim. It is a vast, empty space. I am empty, M. That is what it feels like to be empty. Empty is the perfect word, Ray. It describes exactly what I felt when Peter died. There was nothing left inside, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I thought my life was over. It was. It was, I discovered, over as I knew it. I learned it was up to me to fill my emptiness. Eventually, little by little, I started to fill it. A sense of peace and sliver of happiness crept in when I wasn't looking. You can't make it happen. It has nothing to do with hard work. If you keep taking small steps, you'll discover a whole new world. You'll fill your chasm, I promise you, Ray. You know me, Em. I'm stubborn to a fault. I don't quit. I don't give up. I fight on. I paused for a moment. I tried to process everything M tossed at me. I'm still empty. I hurt. My sadness is immeasurable. My emotional pain is visible in my eyes, on my face, and felt in every cell in my body. Thanks for listening. In episode 15, M and I continue to talk about what it means to feel empty. If you like this podcast, please hit the like button. Please subscribe to get notifications of future episodes. You can also check out my blog, Looking on the Bright Side, at www.dancingalone530.com. It's all positive and uplifting. If you have any questions about my grieving experience or want to share your grieving experiences with me, please email me at ray.breeze, B-R-E-S-E, at gmail.com. My book, Grieving, Walking Through the Darkness, is available on Amazon. Have a great day and stay strong. Never quit. Never give up.